0: Welcome to the Equipped Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Elizabeth Laconi, and I am a business and branding strategy coach, multi six-figure CEO, and I'm obsessed with empowering female entrepreneurs. If you are looking to walk through entrepreneurship equipped with the business skills, strategies, mindset, and well-being to sustainably grow your business, then you are in the right place, friend. My goal in this podcast is to teach you the life lessons and the strategies that I have personally learned over the past decade of being an entrepreneur. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of She Gets Me Entrepreneur Chat on topics guaranteed to boost your business growth and income. If you're ready for tactical skills mixed with some sisterhood real talk about the world of entrepreneurship, then let's make it a date weekly and take this journey together. Welcome back to the Equip Entrepreneur podcast. I am here with Holly Pickerel. I'm so excited about today, you guys. This is going to be an epic interview. Let me tell you a little bit about Holly. She is a holistic life coach, and somatic breathwork practitioner. She is who I have personally used with breathwork, but she is also my coach, and I'm so excited to share her with you today. She is very, very passionate about helping successful leaders create lives and businesses that feel as good as they may already look on paper, which really resonated with me She empowers women to step outside of their boxes of titles and expectations in order to really get clear and experience their deepest fulfillment through sustainable rhythms and heart-centered living. She is an amazing human being. You're going to fall in love with her accent first and foremost, but then obviously the wisdom. So, Holly, welcome. I'm just going to turn it straight to you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background as an entrepreneur and just where you've gotten to from here?
1: Hey, Elizabeth, thank you so much for having me on today. I'm so excited for you to be here. I mean, I'm really excited to be here, and um, I can't wait to share with everyone today. So she mentioned my accent. It comes honest. I sound like cornbread because I live in, like, the cornbread capital of the world. (laughs) I live in Glasgow, Kentucky. It's not really the cornbread capital, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my accent kind of sounds like it. Um, yeah, to tell you a little bit about my background, it I, I just am always amazed at how I ended up where I am today because there were lots of pivots along the journey. And so I was born and raised here in Kentucky always have had an adventurous spirit and wanted to learn about life outside of my surroundings, but I started my career actually as an elementary school teacher, and what I loved about that career was that I felt like I got to make a difference in people's lives, and it was deeply founded in education and connection. That career only carried me as far as my first children because I realized I could no longer be confined to someone else's schedule, (laughs) so (laughs) from that, I realized I really loved a slow morning. And I wanted to create my own flexible schedule for my family that led me into the world of network marketing. And for about eight years, I built a really successful network marketing business that um, not only retired me from teaching, but exposed me to the world of personal development and collaboration and teamwork. And I fell in love with being able to use social media to build not only community, but to really make a difference in people's lives. So as I began building this successful business, there was always a sense of me knowing that that wasn't where I was meant to land. Um, I feel like in about 2020, it really hit me. I was walking through the grocery store and you know how you have those moments where you think this is just a normal thing, but it's turned into like the spiritual awakening for your life. Um, I was walking to the grocery store and somebody that had known me forever who had watched me build this wellness business online, saw me in the store and she was like, you have done your personal branding so well. Every time I roast a pan of vegetables, I think of you. And I remember being like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, thank you. But why doesn't this feel like a compliment? And I feel like it's because I just knew in that moment, if you you're known for the company that you're promoting and you're known for fruits and vegetables, which at the time was a big part of my my mission um, and brand with a wellness company. I just felt like I was missing something. I knew I was made for more because what I had deeply fallen in love with was always what I've known I wanted to do to make a difference in people's lives, to connect with people, um, to support others, and to help people move from old to new, you know, to really create change in their lives. And so, um, I began this journey of learning all that I could learn, taking certifications, and I really spent about, you know, three years reinventing myself, and it's what led me into coaching. I've been um, a coach. I started out in personal brand coaching. And I really realized pretty quickly, I wanted to coach the person beneath the brand or beneath the do. Like I wanted to coach who someone was being more Mm -hmm. than what they were doing. And that's where I landed today. And I I love the business that I've created. I love entrepreneurship. And I think what I enjoy the most is just being able to work with so many different people um, to help them move from old to new.
0: I love it. I love the story and especially hearing the grocery store conversation because that had to have been a pivotal moment for you of like, Hmm,
1: maybe, maybe this isn't it. Maybe it's more. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's what it was. I described this one time as just this feeling of this is not it. And in that moment, I think what I realized is it wasn't just my business that I looked at that I thought this is not it. It was really my whole life. Mm -hmm. It was the way I did things. It was my approach to life, which I'm going to talk about today Um, how my approach to life changed, but it was my friend groups. It was the superficial circles I was keeping when I really craved soul deep connection. It was the way I showed up in marriage. It was really everything. Um, It was just a massive, this is not it. This is not it. This is not it. Okay. How can we be brave enough to kind of reinvent some things so that we can step into the right path?
0: I love that. I love it. And that's such a big theme on this podcast. So I want to move into a concept that you actually introduced me to last fall in 2022. I'd seen this floating around a little bit, but yeah. I specifically asked you to talk about this today because I throw these words out there every once in a while on social media and all the time people are like, what are you talking about So <laughs> that I'm talking about? is this concept of masculine and feminine energy so Mm -hmm. can you just for for the basic brains like break it down what we're not talking about men and women here yeah what are we talking about
1: okay i would love to because i love this concept and it really really was a huge part of my personal change over the past three or four years so Masculine and feminine dynamics or energy has to do with the way things feel and how you are being. So I want you to picture with me, like, can you picture that harmony symbol where like one side is black, one side is white, they, they kind of conjoin together in balance. And then there's like a little white dot in the middle of the black, a little black dot in the middle of the white. Okay, so think about that picture. That is how masculine and feminine energy are meant to work together. So keeping that in mind, I want to tell you how they're different, knowing that they're never meant to be separate. They're meant to work together. So masculine and feminine energy, especially to us here in the Western Hemisphere, it feels a little unusual. Um, But I want you to think about like dynamics of like rhythms of work and rhythms of rest rhythms of work, rhythms of play, Uh, concepts like mission, which is more masculine versus vision, which is more feminine. Masculine and feminine energy are ways of being and doing within your life. So let's just start with masculine. I feel like masculine energetics or the, the masculine essence is really what we associate more with work. And it's really what we associate more being here in the United States, because like our country was founded on things like the Industrial Revolution. We're a little work and productivity obsessed here, right? (laughs) Uh, Whereas in other countries, um, there's really more of of a balance oftentimes, but I feel like we're redeeming and reclaiming this. So masculine has to do with concepts like execution, completion, action, structure, um, objective planning, and always thinking about what is the goal and what is the result that I want to achieve, okay? So typically those are very work and mission related concepts. Um, if you were to picture masculine energy in the form of a city, you would be picturing New York City. <laughs> Think about New York, what, what's associated with New York? Like fast, speed, uh, little time to rest. It's a work driven city. Even the structures of New York, they're very, like, um, straight and um, architectural and, like, vertical. Um, Not a whole lot of curves and wiggle room and flexibility in those New York structures that we know as skyscrapers, right? So that's masculine energy. Uh, We all have it. I used masculine energy this morning when I woke my kids up and we kept a very strict schedule to accomplish all the things that needed to be accomplished so they could get to school, right? Right? Masculine energy also can be rooted in like this fight or flight. Let's get it done. Let's make it happen. We need masculine energy. It's how we accomplish things. It's also related to more of your physical body and your mental body. Okay, so think about your mindset. Think about what your body is doing. Um, It's also related to the chemical like dopamine, whereas you get this lovely hit of dopamine when you complete something. Uh, Every morning I go in the laundry room and I do a little bit of laundry every morning to help me And I get this lovely hit of dopamine that makes me feel so good, right? So I want you to hear masculine energy. It's a very good thing We all need it and it's not um, typical to just being a man, you know, it's we all have this Uh, Contrasted with feminine energy. So feminine energy is more associated with words like creativity, vision, surrender, receiving. It's more of the posture of attracting and inviting in through collaboration, nurturing. You might think of relationships here, teamwork. Um, I think I already said the word vision. This is more tied to your, if masculine is more like mental and physical, typically Um, feminine is more associated with your emotional and your spiritual well-being, okay? Now, neither are more important, right? You need all four of them. It's just different sides of the coin. So if you think about cities in terms of feminine energy, you're going to picture Hawaii. What do we know Hawaii for? It's beauty. It's um, inspiration. It's pleasure. It's um, rest, you know? like How are you going to act in Hawaii? compared to how might you act in New York? Like, what is the vacation going to be there like? Neither is right or wrong. Neither is better than the other. It's just they're both different sides of a coin. When you think about feminine energy, I engaged in feminine energy today when I sat down before this podcast and I envisioned how do I want the listener to feel when they're hearing this? I didn't just go over like, what do I want to say? But like, how do I want, the people to feel when they hear this? How do I want to feel in the middle of this? It's that healthy, beautiful vision and then taking action from that. So if you think about masculine and feminine energy, they're never meant to be separate. They always work together. And when you bring the two together, you have this peaceful unity. You know, it's this harmony, this equilibrium. Um, You need feminine energy because this represents more of the rest and digest side of your nervous system. Um, It's when you can be still. It's when you can typically work from a place of surrendered trust and peace. Uh, It's when you can invite things into your life. Um, So yeah, those are kind of the differences between the two. Like Elizabeth, what's coming up for you when I describe these differences? Because I know we've talked about this so much.
0: Yes, we definitely have. And First of all, I love the way that you explain that, even to the extent of states, because that's how my brain works. It's like you gave the characteristics, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm Hawaii. I want to, I'm not a, I'm a New Yorker. I'm not, I'm not. But there was a time in life that I was. And so that's what was coming up for me and maybe coming up for some of our listeners is you're, there's, you're starting to see yourselves in one of those areas. And for me, I was in masculine for a really long time and then took a a really long period of time, really a year to sit in feminine, but I didn't call it that because I didn't know what that was. And so, you know, what would be some characteristics of entrepreneurs because this is a, is a podcast for female entrepreneurs where they might start to see masculine or feminine energy showing up in their day-to-day entrepreneurial journey with
1: their with their business what would that look like yeah so I think traditionally when you think of business I think one of the biggest mistakes that we've made over the course of like forever (laughs) is we only associate it with more masculine states of being You know, when you start a business, what's your goal? I mean, typically you have results that you're shooting for. You have a financial aim or a missional aim, something that you want to accomplish. And so the way that you see it show up typically is like, what are your rhythms of structure and planning and preparation? Um, You know, I think it's also the way that you see it show up is evaluating like, hey, where might my pendulum be swinging too far to one side? And how can I bring myself back to equilibrium in both? Um, So a lot of times you'll see it show up when you feel like maybe you have too much hustle, too much work, too much anxiety. You're going to see that more of like, oh, maybe my masculine role here is taking a little too much dominance. Likewise, when you start to notice and feel that maybe you're inactive, Or you are prone to more depression or inactivity or like all vision, no action. I love to tell people like from my Southern Baptist roots, this would be like when you're like, I'll pray, no work, (laughs) you know, like I'll pray, no work. You got to have both. You got to have work and pray. Uh, One informs the other beautifully. So I think it's just being able to see like, where might you be swinging the pendulum in one direction too far? Because really the goal is like, you don't just want to create this to-do list. And this step of this series of like action steps where you're taking all this action, but you never stop to ask, like, do I even like where this is carrying me? You know, this is where I think what I do with coaching comes into play. It's the ability to stop and say, but how do I feel in the middle of this? Like, do I enjoy who I have to be in the middle of all these do's and all of these action steps? You know, Um, another place you ask, how might you see it show up? I love to give the example of the riverbanks in the river, and I cannot take credit for this. This came from a coach that I worked with in the beginning of my journey, Joy Harrington, who was such a big part of really helping me step into this. But if you think of masculine energetics, um, think of it as like the riverbanks and think of feminine energetics as the river, right? The river is like the power and the creative force of what you're building. So as an entrepreneur, this might be, like how things feel, the vision that's coming to pass, all of the, the giftedness and the inspiration and uh, the be and the embodiment of what you're building. But when you think about a river, it doesn't matter how powerful and how much vision and inspiration uh, your river carries. That river is only as powerful and as strong as the banks that support it. If you think about it, if you have all of this water, all of this river, but there's no banks to support it. What happens? This river flows and it's almost like the equivalent of like an ocean wave crashing into a shore that just eventually pulls back. It has no impact, right? It's the strong river banks and the structure that surrounds what you want to build that give it its force. So everything that you're building in entrepreneurship has to have these strong, supportive, masculine structures around it in order for it to be built and to grow. Um, so as an entrepreneur, I think that this might look like maybe your planner, your calendar. It looks like the way you block your time. It looks like the appointments that you're keeping, uh, the way that you structure your day, the way that you structure your week. Um, but the feminine aspect of that is like, what's your morning routine like? What's your evening routine like? When are you playing? How are you bringing in collaboration with your business? Like, how are you getting people involved in your mission so that it's not just you? Because a big part of feminine is the way you're nurturing relationships. How are you caring for your customers? You know, one of the most beautiful things I feel like in my coaching business that's happened that I didn't know to expect in the beginning, is in the beginning, it was very much all masculine. Like, hey, I'm going to go share it with this person. I'm going to market it. I'm going to educate people. I'm going to tell people about my services. But now that I'm deeper into my business, what I realize is as I'm serving people, there's this feminine uh, connectivity that's happening in delivering a great service. Then those people are telling other people about it or they're coming back and they want to work with me again. That's a great example of feminine energy and how you're able to attract more support for your business. So yeah, what do you think about that?
0: I love that. I and I see myself and a lot of people that I've had conversations with in this where they kind of bounce back and forth. And so let's let's talk about that. Because for the people who are listening and they're hearing the characteristics and how it would show up, where do you feel like we get in trouble a little bit, not maybe not trouble, but where we we struggle a little bit because maybe we're more in one side than the other. What what do you see as you know some challenges in that?
1: Yeah. So oh goodness, there's so many things I could talk about here. I think probably the biggest challenge, and I know it's my challenge too. You know, I still have to course correct. Is we want to swing too far in one direction and stay in one direction for too long. I think probably the biggest area where we can get really off track here is we typically live in a masculine world here. So everything around us is really encouraging us to do, 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 think about what needs to be done. What are you accomplishing? What are you achieving? Highlight real? look at what they did. What do you have to show for yourself? Get to work. <laughs> You know, like, and so I think one of the biggest pitfalls is we tend to think that life changes only by what we do. But the reality is, is when you get so caught up in what you need to be doing, oftentimes we forget that really changing your life has to do with not only what you're doing, but who you are being. Because some of the things that have actually changed my life, and I know the lives of my clients the most, are you know, like being present in relationships. You know, I remember a season of my life where I felt like I didn't have strong relationships, and I remember feeling very, very lonely. And this wasn't just in my business, it was also even in my personal life. And what I began to realize is in a lot of those times that I, I was around people, whether that was my children, my husband, the people that I did business with, like my virtual assistant, or whatever. I was so in my head going, what needs to be done? Where do I need to be next? How do I need to do this? That I was missing out on intentional presence and connection with those people. And by being able to just trust that like, hey, my structure, the masculine (laughs) piece of my day has me here for a reason. I can engage in feminine energy right now and simply be present and give my full attention to this person. What I found was a lot of the connection and the gratitude, and the real joy that was always present in my life, Elizabeth, I was just missing it because I was constantly going, what to do, what to do, what to do. So a lot of times when people come to me and they're looking for coaching advice or they realize their life is lacking things, one of the first things that we do together, especially in terms of life coaching, is I invite people to stop and take a look around and to maybe swing over into feminine a little bit And to simply try to be more present in the life that they have and notice what's already available, they're just missing out by completing their to-do list (laughs) like a maniac, like I did and still am prone to do. I think, too, another big issue that I see is we're prone to reach for this because we're a product of our environment. You know, what happens when you get so addicted to doing is a lot of us are finding our worth and our sense of accomplishment through What we're doing and those external achievements that can come with being in masculine too much, and then what happens is when we stop doing. I remember a season of my life where it was like, oh, if I just do things, I get that hit of dopamine, and guess what? That makes me feel better, right? And so then I would do something, and then it was like, okay, we got to do something else. Let's work harder. Let's come over here and do this. Do 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 do. When you're addicted to dopamine in an unhealthy way like that. And you're therefore typically addicted to cortisol, which comes with the stress of being in fight or flight for too long. It is really hard to pause. I remember when I was invited to swing over into more feminine energy, more play, rest, just be like dance, maybe uh, spend time without having a plan for the day and see how that feels. I thought I was dying, Elizabeth. (laughs) Can you relate to that? Uh, yes, I
0: can. I mean, it's part of my journey and it's part of the wisdom that now I'm able to turn around and, and share with others. But I was in masculine now looking back for so long, which really, would you agree that that unhealthy hustle is really in that masculine, just really too much in the masculine of do, do, do addicted to the dopamine, um, my cortisol was definitely elevated, probably way too much. It contributed to health issues for me because there wasn't that healthy balance of between the two. And I remember last, last fall, last year in 2022, I really just took a a lot of time. And I remember when I was invited to, to sit in the feminine a little bit more saying out loud, I don't know how to do that. Yes, I don't know how to just sit here and receive. And And I wanted control over just that, and so it's it's hard for some people. I would say I have more experience on the masculine side, but I would imagine either side to come and and find the balance. And so, how do you do that? I mean, I know how I've done it, but how do you? for the people listening here who are saying, wow, I'm uh, okay. I know what this side looks like. I know what this side looks like. So what's the happy balance? Like, how do you actually get there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's two or three things that I wrote down that really come to me here. I think number one, you have to explore your edges, you know, like kind of like Elizabeth, like kind of like you and I were both describing how we didn't have a very big range of what we felt comfortable tolerating in embodying more of that feminine energy like our range was very very low there and so like needing to spend a little more time there to be able to be more comfortable with stillness like be more comfortable with sitting in vision and maybe waiting a minute before you jump and act Uh, especially since there were health issues present I think the way to find balance is you have to push your range and continually seek to grow your range in both Because the other balance here is what i found is so many times women will be like, masculine, oh, that's terrible, it's bad. So I'm going to swing all the way over in feminine and then give that a few months and they'll realize that too much of that is not good to either, right? Because you end up being all in this emotional and spiritual side where maybe there's not enough activity. Um, maybe you miss out on things that could be coming to fruition by doing, you know, we need both. And so the way to find balance is to ask yourself, how does it feel when I'm over here? If you could see me, I'm like swinging my hands from left to right, almost like a, like a clock or something. But like when I'm over here, swung all the way in masculine, how do I know when I'm reaching an edge that's unhealthy? What, what's showing up in my body? For me, uh, it feels like mental overwhelm. And like, I have this uh, giant, like, I'm just taking an ink pen and just drawing all these scribbles on a paper. That's what the inside of my head feels like. <laughs> I've been in masculine too much and I need to breathe or I need to remember why I'm doing what I'm doing. You know, when I've been in masculine too much, it might feel like I have physical issues. I might be more prone to anxiety or overwhelmed stress. Um, maybe even hearing and seeing from my children or my family that like, wow, they just want my eyeballs on them. They don't need me to make them a sandwich. They need me to look in their eyes or give them a hug, you know? Um, likewise, being able to cultivate that healthy range of like, Ooh, wait a minute. I've swung it too far over into feminine. Sometimes if I've been too long in feminine, you know, that feeling when you go on vacation, And it's amazing for the first few days. But then by like, I don't know, day six, you're like, oh my gosh, I really, really miss routine. You ever had that? (laughs) But it's usually like day three, but keep going. Yes, yes. So that is kind of when I know I'm reaching my edge. Like, we got to get some healthy structure back in here. It's kind of like when you may take a weekend and you're like, I'm going to, you know, enjoy all these pleasurable foods, (laughs) do all this stuff. And then you're like, crap, day three, I feel terrible. I need some broccoli. Um, You know, it's the ability to push that edge and to understand what happens in your body. It might feel like depression or uh, too much time in your head, thinking, dreaming and feeling Um, not enough physical embodiment and taking action towards something. And I think the way you find balance is not expecting yourself to always be in the middle. We're never going to be in a state of equilibrium. Like one of my core values, Elizabeth is harmony, that harmony sign that I talked to you about. Um, But like, we're never perfectly in the middle. We're always, like life is always meant to be this pendulum swing, but it's understanding when you've swung too far and just course correcting. Oh, I swung too far over here for a few days. Oh, we got a poor correct. We need a little rest. <laughs> like, oh, I swung too far. Um, I, I've been journaling too much, but not actually taking action on those things in my journal. Yeah, we got to get going. Uh, because really true happiness is in that equilibrium of bringing both of those sides of yourself into a healthier state. So I think that's the way you stay balanced is knowing what one feels like, um, and, you know, sometimes you're going to be in seasons where like both you and I, we had to learn how to be more in feminine and get really uncomfortable and push that limit and develop a, a greater range here. Sometimes you're going to need that too. Uh, maybe you have been in a season where there's been loss or grief or, uh, you know, just a really season of depression where that, you know, being in that more of a state of rest and digest has been appropriate. Um, you know, maybe, maybe you need to swing over here and really challenge yourself to get into masculine energy more, to make things happen, because it will help bring you back to that healthy middle. Um, only you can know that, but it's really about who you're being and how that feels.
0: I love that. Yeah. And I can relate to just really, it really is just a level of awareness and knowing yourself, which I think comes from really, knowing yourself and being clear yeah. because once I shifted over to experience feminine, I knew when it was time was up. <laughs> I knew when it was time is up, I was like, ooh, okay. I started experiencing, you know, inactivity yeah. and it actually made me feel anxious and depressed. Yes. And so you just have to know yourself, I think is 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 what you're kind of you're coming to is these are the characteristics everyone is going to see or yourself in, in these areas and just knowing yourself super well to be able to say, who how do I feel right now? Is this really helping me move forward? And does it feel good in my body, which you're really so good at doing Holly and that's how I've gotten to become so aware of it. Um, in closing, is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you want to share anything that you would leave people with?
1: You know, I don't think there really is just beyond, I think what you said with self-awareness, self-awareness is so key. Um, Knowing concepts like masculine and feminine energy, they're really just meant to be tools and they're really meant to be ways that you inform yourself to find that state of equilibrium you know to be doing the right things and to be able to do the things that feel good to be in the middle of <laughs> you know like like how did i know it was time for my network marketing career to pivot into something different i didn't like who i was being in the middle of all i was doing you know and when you combine the two the vision and the mission the mission the work and the pray you know, the do and the be, that is just when life gets really sweet and you're able to pivot into the right things for you. And it's less about what you're doing. It's more about who you're being and what those patterns are.
0: Thank you so much for being here and share with everybody where people can find you. Where can they go to learn more about you or follow you?
1: Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at Holly Pickerel. Um, I am there pretty regularly. You can also sign up for my newsletter. I send out newsletters every Friday um, in the instance that I'm taking a breather from social media and I would just love to connect with you guys.
0: Love it, guys, go follow her. Be sure to share this episode with someone who could benefit. I know there's tons of people who need to hear this message, understand this concept and just get that self-awareness so that they can balance those two. Thank you again so much, Holly. Hey friend, I hope today's episode equipped you with what you need to feel inspired to take action or even change. And if so, I would be so grateful if you would leave me a review and then share this on social media with a friend or a colleague who could benefit so much of what I share, if not all of what I share is exactly what I've walked through. So I relate to you more than you realize. And hey, if you're craving more and are ready to connect beyond this podcast, I'd love to encourage you to connect with me on Instagram. That's at Elizabeth LeCocchi.